What did you order? Oh, so I ordered a couple of baseball caps, right? I like baseball caps. Why? Because they were uh, old school baseball caps from like the early 1900s for baseball teams. Like actually made in the 1900s? No, but or... made with the same materials. But oh, okay, the logos are incredible. Like one of the logos is a kitty cat. Are, are, we, are we talking like when you say the same materials, you mean cloth and racism? <laughs> well, no, like a, like a heavier wool. Got it. Yes. So, and and racism. Well, racism. When has that ever gone away? <laughs> That's true. It's back in style. I hear. I'm so nostalgic for racism. Just right like now. ska, in the late '90s, this yes. is back with a vengeance. Right. So sorry. I'd say some kitty cats on. So no ball teams are actually on these ball caps. No, it's they're old ball teams. I don't know what the name of the of the cat team is, but there was like a a team called the Questions. And there, it's a green hat with uh -huh. a question mark on it, and I'm just like, so it's basically I need, the Riddler, I, exactly. And I'm like, I need to own this, because the amount of people that are going to think it's a Riddler hat is basically a hundred percent of the people. Yeah, no one is going to be like, I love the Kansas City Riddlers or whatever. Questions, <laughs> the, questions, the Kansas City questions. Ugh, just love that ball team. Let's see here if I Google. back when I had my knickerbockers on and popcorn cost a penny. Oh, it, it, I, you... I typed in baseball team questions, thinking yeah. that would get me to the <laughs> to to the baseball team called the questions. Nope, it's just baseball quizzes and trivia. Yeah, so they never existed and they never will is basically what that comes down to. Yes, sir. So you order these baseball caps on the nineteenth. Yeah, what do they look like? That you must have them by now. I must have them by now, but no, it's January thirty first, and they haven't even shipped yet. They haven't even shipped yet. So wait, I want to know what website did you go to to order these? Ebbetsfield.com. Okay, well, there's your problem. First off, that's a fake website. Yeah, I know. I... No one has ever bought anything from that website. That's why I... Emmett, Emmett is sitting in his basement right now and be like, I can't believe this guy keeps sending me money. I, that's why I use PayPal so I can get my money back if they bone me. Right, right. I've been starting to use PayPal, PayPal more and more. Mm. So... What is your over-under on if you will ever get these? Well, it said ships like in two weeks. So we're still under the two-week period. Okay, so, so there's nothing – this is a non-story is what you're saying. So let's say – well, it said like ships within two weeks. Emmett is busily trying Emmett, to make these, and he's... now he hears this podcast, and he's like, come on, dude. Like I'm trying to make these as fast as I can. No no M's. They're B's. Ebbett. Ebbett. Well, that's a stupid name. Well, it's old, so Ebbett. It's an old baseball. Ebbett is down. It's an old baseball uh, stadium, Ebbett's Field. Mm. Well, Ebbett is down in his basement. His mother's yelling at him to come and have his macaroni salad that she made for his, his dinner time. I just ate macaroni and, salad. <laughs> it's a weird kismet that we have here today, Grant. Anyways, Ebbett, get uh, making those baseball caps. Welcome, everyone, to whatever this is. This is our baseball cast that we have every week. No, it's not. This is a podcast where two guys sit down and try and discover, well, whatever this is. My name is Kyle, and I am talking with Grant. Did a did a strikeout in the third grade, Tingley? I never struck out. Mm. Just with ladies. In on baseball or in in life? In life, all the time. <laughs> like every single day is basically what we're doing. Uh, if you never listened to our podcast before, we like to play games. We talk about some topics that are in the pop culture and news. The so let's start it off. The zeitgeists, the, the online medias, and the 
and, and the traditionals as well. Grant, you have a game for me that you have been cackling about since we got on this call together. And so I'm a little bit nervous about what you have in store for me. Okay, basically what I'm going to do, it's a game they play on Doug Loves Movies. I don't know what the name is. It's like Bennington's or something like that. So once again, you have stolen a game whole cloth from another probably better podcast than this. A little more famous than this, not better. Mm -hmm. So anyways, I'm going to give you an actor actor or actress, and you have to tell me the top three grossing movies in their filmography. Okay, okay. All right, we're going to start with Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, and you want to know the top three grossing movies that he has been a part of. Yes, ma'am. Oh, man. I am going to guess that one of those is going to be The Sixth Sense. Am I even close? We, we got to wait until you're done. Well, this okay, fine. I'll have to name three movies. I'm going to guess The Sixth Sense. I am going to guess... Die Hard 2. And. What's the full title? Oh, Die Hard 2, Die Harder. And I'm trying to rack my brain. He has to have been in other things. Um, Am I allowed to go to IMDb and look at his name? No, of course not. No, of course not. I know there's there's probably a movie, a very famous movie that I'm totally blanking on that he would be really popular in. Um, I don't know. I'll just say Die Hard 3 then. Die with a Vengeance. Okay, let me write that down. Die Hard 3. Okay. Okay, the top three. Well, actually, I'll give you Die Hard with a Vengeance was nine. Oh, boy. Okay, so... Oh, this does not bode well. Die Hard 2 is 7. Okay. Number 3 was Over the Hedge. Oh, yeah, I never would have gotten that. Not in a million years would I have picked that. Number 2 you should have gotten, Armageddon. Yeah, see, I knew it. I knew there was a stupid movie that he was in that was a blockbuster that I just could not grasp. Okay, yeah, Armageddon, that makes sense. And number 1 was the obvious of obviouses. The Sixth Sense. Okay. I knew The Sixth Sense like grossed like tons of cash, so I was pretty confident on that that answer. It was number one for a few uh, – for a, I think for a month, wasn't it? Um, I, all I remember from The Sixth Sense is that it is one of the very few movies in recorded history where its second week at the box office, it made more money than its first week. Oh, we should mention, we should mention uh, when we talk later about The, the Greatest Showman. Why? That thing that you posted. Oh, yes. Yes. Now now that you've brought that up. Sure. You uh, you continue the game and I'll bring up that article. All right. Steve Martin. Oh, boy. You're not going to get one uh, right. I'm telling you that no, right No, I know. I am not going to get a single one of these right. Uh, okay. So Steve Martin hasn't been like a ton of films. I am going to I'm just going to name 3 random movies here. Well, he's been in he's been I, in I'm, at least, I'm say, he's been in at 39 films. Yeah, I'm going to say Cheaper by the Dozen. I'm going to say Roxanne and I am going to say I don't 
Oh, I'm going to guess uh, that animated movie called Home. Oh, my God. Two out of three. Number one is Home. Number two is yeah. Cheaper by the Dozen. Boom. And number three, starring Her Majesty the Queen, bringing down the house. Oh, man. Let's see where oh, Roxanne is. Roxanne was 16th. Yeah, I, I, that was a complete throwaway. All right. And now, Emma Thompson. Yes, this is the one that I, I put upon myself here. I asked him for an actor's uh, name, and he's like, Emma Thompson. Yeah, why, why not, man? Um, okay, let me think. Let me think. Um, I am going to go with someone's phone is ringing. Yeah, it's my uh, uh, it's my psychiatrist. Okay, she knows what's going on. I'll answer it on 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 live air. Hello, this is Grant. Perfect. One thirty tomorrow. All right. Exciting. Confirming doctor's appointments, huh? Man, that is great audio, no matter how you slice it. Um, I slice it horizontally. <laughs> oh, I do it diagonally. I guess we'll never agree on anything ever again. I slice sandwiches diagonally because it creates the – I think it creates one of the first perfect bites. Like out of a sandwich, if you just – if you cut it horizontally or hamburger style or hot dog style um, – mm -hmm. You miss out on a good bite. And I think if you cut it diagonally, you can get that corner into your mouth and get a really big, perfect bite. You get some of the crust, some of the normal bread, and you normally get all the ingredients in that diagonal. And it's a huge bite, right? I prefer the bread to be as dry as possible because I also refute any type of liquid while I'm eating. I just want to choke on it as much as I can. Yeah, good for you. You love choking on it. Emma Thompson. These are the three movies I'm going to pick. Uh, I'm going to pick stranger than fiction i am going to pick uh nanny mcphee and i am going to pick was she in sense and sensibility i, think, I don't know i'm gonna say sense and sensibility i believe she won an oscar for that mm -hmm. for writing it so those are the three i'm gonna pick all right uh let's see here <laughs> nanny mcphee is the highest grossing film for you number six. Oh boy and sense and oh they're all three in a row that's pretty interesting. Sense and Sensibility is seven, and Stranger Than Fiction is eight. Okay, well, I got all of them wrong, is what Number you're saying. Number five was Love, actually. Oh, of course. Number four was That's Saving Mr. Banks. Uh-huh, yeah. Number three, uh, which I'm sure you never in a million years would have guessed, in a million years, MIB3. Like, that wasn't nope. even on your radar. Not even on – it seems how I've never even seen that movie. I don't even think I knew she was in that movie. So, now, I'm only going according go. to uh, Box Office Mojo. There are some glorified cameos that that are actually two, three, right. and four, but I'm not counting those. Number two was Brave. She was the voice in that mm -hmm. one, which, you know, if, if you were thinking – like, I was really impressed that you got home with Steve Martin. That blew my mm -hmm. mind. But I, it's really tough for That is because I have a nephew who watches it all the time. It's really tough for me, uh, if you ask me these sorts of questions, to remember animated movies. And I say all the time, during 
almost every game we play, the hardest, the the wild card in all of them are children's movies. Always. Anyways, so Brave. And number one came out this year, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, boy, yeah. That would make sense. Now, uh, what is two, three, and four, which were glorified cameos, was Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, and Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part 2. Right, yeah. But I don't use those. I use, you know, she was credited. Now, let's see here. Let's see what her last... Uh, the, the box office for this isn't even available. It's a movie called Barney Thompson. What is that? No, well, let's, I'll click on it. Let's see what, what goes on here. Did you hear about Barney? Uh, one of the actors that played Barney has a fetish store. What? Yeah, he owns a fetish store now. For what? Sex. No, but... Like he promoted as Barney, or no. that has nothing to do with it. Okay. Oh, there is. There's absolutely no information here except it stars and was directed by Robert Carlyle, uh, and it has Emma Thompson and Ray Winstone in it. That's pretty cool. It came out March 11th, 2016. I might actually want to watch this. It's a crime comedy. I might. I might try and track that down. This sounds like a very Grant movie. Grant, let's segue now into our stories that we want to discuss. I, this I'm pretty certain. Been... I'm pretty certain this is the last time I'm going to think about Barney Thompson. <laughs> um, I want a full report. By the way, I actually should ask this. Oh, I didn't I watch forgot. it yet. I didn't watch it yet. Oh, you haven't watched your your punishment movie. I totally forgot about it. <sighs> Grant, you need to see Boo Two Electric Boogaloo or whatever the hell it's called. Um, I think I think the uh. The tagline for that movie is "You scared." S C U R R R R E D. You scared? Uh-huh. Why? Why wouldn't you be scared? I'm scared all the time. I saw a tweet today that said, "White people won't admit that Ernest is their Medea." That's actually a really great point. <laughs> that is such a great point. But Vern, uh, uh, the guy that played Ernest, Jim uh, Varney, Jim Varney, died yeah. with twelve million dollars. How much money is fucking Tyler Perry worth? Eighty million dollars. No, he's it's like five hundred million dollars. Is it really? Is he like that wealthy? It's insane. Well, he has he has at least five TV shows on the air right now. Yeah, I guess. And he writes, directs, produces, and stars in everything he does. So he's getting five paychecks or so. He was in the first Star Trek of the reboots, and he was in that. Hor- horrible movie. Oh, I forget where he played the d- detective. Yeah, we watched that. Um, what are his top three grossing movies, Grant? Oh, hang on. I'm gonna bet Star Trek is on one of them. Santa Claus is coming to town. That's an odd. He sees you waiting. He knows when you're awake. By the way, we do not have the copyright clearance to for you to sing this song. I think it's like free at this point. Eh, we can make it free. He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. Uh, Gone Girl. Oh yes, is technically number one, but in Star Trek yes, he that, had a cameo, yep. which is two hundred and fifty-seven million versus Gone Girl's one hundred and sixty-seven million. Then Medea goes to jail at ninety million. Then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadows at 82 million and then everything else 
is a Tyler Perry movie. Oh, The Star, that was not a Tyler Perry movie. Uh, and then Alex Cross is that horrible movie. That's the movie that we watched. Uh, Grant, do you think it's time for them to do a dark and gritty reboot of Santa Claus Meets the Martians? Yes. I think it's about time. I don't even have to. We've waited have to think 70 about years. Don't even have to think about it. Okay, let's move on to some of the topics that we have written down here. Grant, why don't you pick a story first for us to talk about? Oh. By the way, can you hear that vacuum cleaner in the background? Yes. Yeah, all right. There's some people vacuuming outside the studio. We'll just uh, let that go. So Cloverfield 4, uh, Cloverfield 3 isn't even out yet. Well, Cloverfield 3 was supposed to be out this month or something, I thought. No, March. But then they pushed March. it back. Uh, but no, then it got um, it got let go by its dis- distributor and then got and Netflix purchased picked it up? by Netflix. So it's going to be out yeah. in, on Netflix, I, I, I think, still on the same date in March sometime. Yeah, we were talking about this like months ago because it's supposed to be something that happens up in space, correct? The, yeah. It's Cloverfield 3. It's very similar to the movie Life with Ryan Reynolds and Jake Gyllenhaal, apparently. Grant, you were the only person who saw that movie. I so. did see that movie. Uh, okay, so Cloverfield 3 is coming out in March, or we think sometime in March. Cloverfield 4, however, has already finished filming. And what's it about? It well, we Obviously, we don't know anything about it. Um, but aside... From it's a WW2 thriller. If I was George W. Bush, I would I would change um uh, I, I would name one of my kids George WW2 Bush. <laughs> that, that's right up his base's alley. So anyways, and it's it's a a WW2 thriller called Overlord. Hmm. So I th- there's I think a lot of things to unpack from this. I guess let's go through this one by one. Number first thing, have you yet to see um, Ten Cloverfield Lane? Yeah, I, w- I was talking about it the other day with somebody, and I'm like, I don't remember anything about that movie at all, except that John Gallagher is in it, and and John Goodman is in it, and then there's that girl in it. That's it. Um. Yeah, who is also in Fargo season three, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. That one. That's all I, I love that movie. That was like very close to being in my top ten for last year. Good for you. Or two years ago. Two years ago, I guess is when it came Whoopity out. What do I love. I get okay. So you don't like Ten Cloverfield Lane? Well, no, or I just don't you remember. You think it's completely forgettable? You think it's completely forgettable uh, as a film? Well, I could have been I really that... high on heroin when I saw it. I don't know. Is that true? No. Okay. I, I wasn't sure. I, I, did, I thought maybe you dabbled in heroin for a second, and then I was going to be like, I have very a lot of questions about this. Let's uh, make a drug cast okay. together. Okay. No, first ask me what your top question would be if I have done heroin. Is it good? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Second okay. question. Okay. Second question. Wh- who where was the sketchiest place that you shot up in? Uh, Nick Stahl's house. Third question. Mm-hmm. Third and last question here. Um, did you ever uh, shoot it into your erect penis? No. Mm-hmm. So I guess that only leaves one of us to do that then on this podcast. Uh, okay, so Grant, you're not that big of a fan. Well, think about it. It's, or... it's, that's a place where blood goes in but doesn't really come out until you're done. So why uh, would you? You don't know how to have sex, then, Grant. Why would you? Sh- why would you? Shut all it into the a, time. Like that's like putting it into a a, a reservoir. 
and waiting for yourself to need the water. It's like a dam. It's like like Lake Tahoe. Is that a damn dam? I don't know. No, you go to the Grand Coulee Dam and you just lay at the bottom for your cup of water that you need every single day. And then you yeah, are rushed for, out to the for Pacific. And Morton Joe to pour that water down <laughs> That's on That's right. That's right. You go to a Morton Joe's watering hole and you just wait for your cup of water that you need every day. He is a very benevolent dictator. <laughs> yeah, and I have my erect dick waiting for his benevolent dictatorship. <laughs> That's right. So that has come full circle. 10 Cloverfield Lane for you was forgettable. I really loved it. I actually saw that at the Alamo Draft House. Bet you're jealous. Um, well, if you want to talk about a few films I was able to see. Yeah. I really like the fact that J.J. Abrams, producer extraordinaire, has kind of come up with this idea of using Cloverfield as this kind of like capsule to have these interesting low-budget films that are kind of in the same universe but don't necessarily have to refer to one another. They're just part of this larger narrative. I, I don't know. I, I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I'm, I, I think it's it's basically remodeling what a franchise could be, uh, bringing a franchise to the world where it can be original stories, original characters, all these sorts of things that if you're if you're looking at uh, anything from comics, Marvel, DC, you're not bringing in original characters. I mean, the most they do is amalgam several characters together and uh, create a, a, a new character with a new name, but it's really three or four comic book characters in one. Right. So um, I think in the new Ant-Man, uh, 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 there's a character called Ghost, and that character is normally a man, but in the movie it's a woman. So that's about as far of a stretch they go in the comic book. Ruined my childhood. It's ruined my childhood. Um, but I, I think that J.J. Abrams is a storytelling genius, but whether or not he's a good director, I think is something that we really need to look at one day because I'm not sure he is. I think he's a great storyteller, whereas somebody like Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro is a, an amazing storyteller and an amazing director. Yeah, I don't know if I would necessarily disagree with that. I think that J.J. Abrams is really good at the scripting level. I think any one of his films you can look at and be like, this really lines up super well. There's not like a bunch of plot holes. Everything kind of relates to each other, especially if you look at like Force Awakens where it hits all those story beats to bring back these characters into a fresh take on, on something that people grew up with. And in his original stuff like um, – well, you look that. at the TV shows super, like super Alias. Super 8 and, and TV shows. Well, yeah, Alias, like Lost, and Super 8. And uh, even Mission Impossible. Uh, was he Mission Impossible 3? 3, yeah. Yeah, that's where he brought in Felicity. Also Felicity, by the way. I never watched Felicity, so I can't speak knowledgefully about that. But I know she cut her hair at some point. Yeah, and it ruined the show, apparently. That was one of the biggest entertainment news stories. You know, like, when I was a kid, the one of the first big plot complaints that I've ever remember is her cutting her hair. I remember people complaining about casting and all those other things, but nothing, you know, I don't remember stuff from uh, Indiana Jones, people complaining about plot or something that happened in there. I don't remember a lot of stuff like Roger Rabbit, don't remember if there was a complaint in there, but damn it, if I don't remember clearly, and the internet was in its 
infancy at best back when Felicity cut her hair. And I remember hearing about that drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a big deal. Like they, there was <laughs> headlines about it, which I don't know. I didn't really watch the show, so I was never really up on why it mattered in the first place. It, it always comes but, up uh, because I always wonder why Scott Speedman has an acting career. And I Google Scott well, Speedman, and he's like, "Oh, Felicity." All right, I guess that's where it comes from. I don't. That's that's why I don't have a problem with Scott Speedman, but it's just like he shows up pre- periodically, and I'm like, "Where did he come from?" Like, he's why? Canadian. Why is he here? Sure, I, I, I guess that's his claim to fame. They just need a token Canadian in, in these productions that they make. Uh, getting back to our topic at hand, though, here, Grant, let's work our way back. So we were talking about Felicity, working back because J.J. Abrams was a showrunner and writer on that show, working back to the fact that he's the producer of the Cloverfield series, and working back to my original question, which was, do you think that it's a good thing to create these like short character pieces or like low-budget films on this one kind of massive I don't know, cinematic universe will say, but they don't necessarily have to refer to each other. Uh, I, I love this idea because go, working it into like the superhero genre, we've mentioned before how great it would be if they just decide to be like, yeah, we don't need to keep making these $200 million films. Why don't we make a million dollar film on this like interesting side character? Well, and we, Instead and of we, having to focus it on being like bigger, bigger, bigger. Oh, I was about to say one thing, but I'm going to go to another thing. DC ha- uh, DC and WB, not DC, but WB has reignited its direct-to-DVD movie production company. It has been gone for several years. And what people are thinking is going to happen is DC is going to start making direct-to-DVD films uh, based on minor comic book characters. Uh, like Constantine might get a closing out movie for his story arc. You know, that would be really sweet. All, you know, you can spend a couple million dollars and you can't tell me that the comic book nerds won't buy that and replenish the $2 million they invested in that. Yeah. You know, and it would be um, just fantastic. You got minor characters on the DC TV Arrowverse and then you have minor characters in the DCEU, say like Slipknot or Katana. You get them a little, you know, 90-minute movie. I mean, Slipknot is – his head blew up. But obviously we can be like what made Slipknot get arrested. We can do that little character thing. They have the wealth of characters and to, to do something like this. Uh, you know, it's it's funny that they ever shut their direct-to-DVD uh, production company down because DC Animated Universe is so well done. And they're probably spending a couple million dollars per animated movie that you think that they would have thought, hey, why, you know, thought about this earlier to do DC EU movies on a smaller budget direct to DVD. When you keep saying direct to DVD, is this going to be on streaming as well? Or is it just like a physical copy? Well, it's, it's the, the uh, it's, uh, is colloquialism the proper word? Which, mm-hmm. yeah, it would be VOD. Um because I don't even know if, if the DCAU does physical releases anymore or if it's just VOD. I think they might just do VOD. I don't know. There was a bit of an uproar because there, I can't remember the movie now, but there's a movie that Amazon Studios bought and released into theaters but is not getting a physical release at all. It's only going to be a digital release, and people are a little bit upset by that, the people who still love their hard copy media. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I, I can appreciate that because I've tried reading books on my Amazon Fire. And I just well, first of all, I mean, it just burns up. You can't really read anything while it is a flame. It's very true, but for those few seconds before it is engulfed in flames, yes, I find it very hard for myself to pay attention to you know where I am on the page, and then when I'm flipping pages, I I miss the tactile experience of flipping pages. So I agree now with if that. I, I mean, read something, books, it's a book. Yeah, books are the only media that I still prefer like the old traditional way of doing it movies I kind of have made the full leap over into streaming services any place I go to whether it's like the Google Play Store or iTunes or Netflix I mean the quality yes I know that there is a big difference between what I'm seeing here than what I would be seeing in a cinema or even from a blu-ray copy but it's at that point where it's like it's good enough for me that it doesn't really bother me anymore well I would still buy a physical copy in box set collector's form you know if if uh bond 25 came out and i mean they've already released the james bond set so i'm not buying another one i already bought that one but if bond 25 came out and then they released 25 bond films as one definitive blu-ray pack i would buy that but i got the 50th anniversary bond pack already and i think that might be one of the last dvds i've bought was that just one. wait to the just wait for the hundredth anniversary? I'm not making it that far. <laughs> I am 33. I I'm making it to 53. That's all I can tell you for sure. All right. Well, I'm looking forward for these these uh, Cloverfield films. I think it's an interesting concept. Uh, I think that if they continue doing different types of stories, this is a World War War Two, uh, I guess, film. We're seeing like a space film. We saw essentially a uh, uh, we saw uh, what, like a horror, a horror film, film and we saw a yeah. um, found footage film. Yeah, and so we've, we've talked about a very similar topic 195 times, and that yeah. is we would love TV shows to come out, you know, with no advertisement, movies to just show up in theaters, you know, you know, and TV shows. Yeah. Not to say we're doing 25 shows this season, just say we're premiering on August 5th. We'll be on every Tuesday until we're done. And just I mean we you, keep saying this, Grant, but there's no way that's ever gonna happen. Well, Mostly because people would be uh furious about it. Well just think of the ratings if if Arrow oh, not Arrow, let's say the Flash. The Flash has more ratings. Well actually Black Lightning, I think, is the ratings highlight right now in the DC TV universe. So if if uh, Black Lightning just said we're doing a show every Wednesday, nine o'clock until we're done. Imagine the first viewing ratings of all those because people would be like, we don't know if this is the season finale. We have no idea. Just don't know. So we got to watch every week because we don't like sure if we know that the because when I knew Lost was ending, I was like, well, I'm going to binge every Lost episode now. But if I didn't know which episode of Lost in its, what, seven years was going to be the last episode, I probably would have shown up every week. Because you just don't know. Is this going to be the season finale? Is this going to be the series finale? You know, you don't announce contracts because you don't want people to know this guy was contracted for 20 episodes. All of a sudden, he's in danger 10 episodes in. Well, you know, he's, he's not going to die because he's got 10 more episodes to go in his contract. 
you're gonna you're gonna die on this hill, Grant. And I love that you are so passionate about it. Talking about um, casting news, did you ever watch Big Little Lies? No. No. Did you hear that they have cast Miss Meryl Streep for season two? Yeah, it, it sounds familiar. Where did I hear this before? I don't know where I heard this before. And I know I know exactly where you heard it before because it was last week when I told you and you said bullshit. <laughs> Straight to your face, I said, Grant, a bullshit. Well, no, you, you said, no way, never going to happen. You didn't say bullshit as in that's bullshit. You're just like, you know, like when you slap somebody on the back and you're like, no way. You were just like bullshit. I think when you when you announced it, it was not a hundred percent certain yet. You said that there's rumors. No, I said she was cast in Pretty Little Liars too. Oh. I saw the headline. It was her picture. Meryl Streep comes to Pretty Little Liars too, and I said she's playing Alexander Skarsgård's mother. We had this so conversation. Somehow, somehow, I have completely uh, cut that out of my mind, and I do not remember this conversation. That being said, like the time we I made, am also like the time we extremely tired. We made love, and you completely <laughs> forgot about it. That's right. Well, I mean, the clap stayed with me forever, though, so I guess. <laughs> you're, just, yes, there is. you're just like, I refuse to get treatment. I'm right. no. this forever. Cross my arms, like, no. Um, here's my big news. I can just I know give we you this antibiotic. Talked. No. I can, I no, can make I it so it doesn't hurt to. when you pee. No. No. <laughs> um, Grant, there's huge news. There's huge that, sports that news, and I'm going to be the one on our list of topics. And you bring it up, I would have told you before we started recording that we already talked about it. But no, I I, I like the live atmosphere here, Grant. Why don't I always love when you dress me down in public? So, Grant, I have huge sports news for you. Oh my god, which I know is weird because I rarely talk about sports because I don't know anything about I'm it. Deleting the topic now because I don't give a fuck. Go ahead and tell us. <laughs> Grant, how much do you like football? Um, I used to like it a lot more until I learned that everybody dies of brain damage. And people, you know, like, who was that wrestler that killed his wife and child? Let's bring the let's bring this down. Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit was probably suffering from CTE when he went mm -hmm. insane. So there, this is – football shouldn't exist. We should not be playing football. But anyways, let's go ahead. Football, I used to be a big fan until yeah. they employed wife beaters and rapists. When, when when you were continuing to watch football, Grant, weren't you just always confused by all the terrible and like really hard to understand rules of it all? <laughs> when I started learning hockey, I was like, I have no idea what's going on. And I <laughs> so when the Ducks – like I started paying attention to, to hockey when the Ducks came to Anaheim. And I would go to games, and I would have no clue what's going on. Somebody's offsides? What What offsides? It's a football rule. What's going on? And then I moved to, to Canada, and I was – my eyes were pried open like in Clockwork Orange. And somebody, as I was imitating, right. taught me every rule of hockey. So anyway, It was actually the border agent. He had to actually – contractually had to ask you, so do you know the rules of hockey? And you had to say no. And he was like, ugh. All right, come to the Clockwork Orange room. I was at, have to do I was at the border for 19 months learning it. You now have a tattoo of Bobby Orr. Well, no, oh. and Lanny McDonald. I had a choice. Right. I was, I was <laughs> like, well, Bobby Orr, okay, where did he play? I'm like, oh, that's not important. Uh, anybody from Calgary? Because I'm moving near Calgary. They're like Lanny McDonald. I'm like, okay. And then I met Lanny McDonald at a, at a theater festival in Red Deer, yeah, and I showed him yeah. my tattoo. Yeah. It's it's really it's do? just a head with a huge ass mustache. 
That's all it is. It's really more mustache than face. Well, yeah, there's no fa- face at all, really. It's just a circle and then a massive mustache. No eyes, no nothing, just a massive. I would actually get that tattoo. Um, but anyways, the football rules of football I kind of got. I'm like, you can't mash a guy when he's trying to catch the ball unless you're trying to make a play on the ball. I get that pass interference versus not pass interference. The one that well, how, about, how about this, Grant? I mean, all these really complicated rules of, of the football game. Don't you just hate those blabbermouth protesters, though? Don't you hate it, the players who have to make a stand? So General Kelly today called this uh, Pico v- Rivera teacher an asshole or a bitch or something because the teacher was complaining about the military. And he followed that up with, I hope he appreciates all the freedoms and liberties the liberty pro- or that the, the military provides. And I simply responded, yeah, like freedom of speech. Ooh, Twitter burn from Grant. No, Tingley. I said that to my dad. We were listening to the radio, and <sighs> and he's like, because he he heard what what uh, General Kelly said, and he's like, yeah, fuck that guy. And I'm like, what? Freedom of speech isn't a, a right that the the military fought for. And my dad shut up. So, but anyways, uh, I hate the fact that uh, anybody would have a problem with anybody kneeling during the national anthem which is a pro-war song about bombs bursting in air. Uh, like, I want our national anthem, first of all, to be uh, America the Beautiful. That's off topic. But I think that um, forcing anybody to participate in patriotism is anti-patriotic. Okay, well, how about this, Grant? I'm, very, want... I'm very angry today, as you can tell. I've been working in a warehouse all day. No, I'm wound this is up. Great. Third point before I kind of reveal this news to you. Uh, don't you just wish, though, that for football it was just given back to the fans? Don't you just want more fan support and let them know what they want to see out on the field? Okay. the um, uh, Drew Carey's MLS football team, uh, I believe it was the Seattle Sounders, what they do is uh, every year they have a vote with the fans, the season ticket holders, you know, if the general manager or, the, you know, I don't know exactly what the details are, but it's like the general manager or the the head coach, if they should stay employed. And they take that advice from the season ticket holders. And, it, you know, if, if somebody gets voted out of the organization, they go with it. So, yeah, I would I would really appreciate a sport being given back to the fans. Um, when the Green Bay Packers were bought by the citizens of Green Bay, it's the only publicly owned football professional sports team in the United States of America, publicly owned. You can own shares in the Green Bay Packers. But who would want to? Well, there's no more shares to own because no one sells them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's owned by the Green Bay people, basically. Um, so, you know, that's fantastic. But once that happened, the NFL instantly made a rule that that can never happen again. And I'm like, Why? Why shouldn't the fans own the team? Why shouldn't Los Angeles own the Rams? Why shouldn't San Diego own the Chargers? Why shouldn't St. Louis still own the Rams? And still, you know, that, I think, giving it back to the fans, sure, I'm on board with that. Cool. Well, then I have a great sport that you can yeah, start one watching, Yeah, one out of three. Because it, 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 if it's all three of those things, the XFL is coming back, oh. Grant. 
He hates me. Oh, man, I'm sh- you're so excited. I know you're super excited. He hates me. That's all I have to say about this. 2020, Vince McMahon made this announcement. He came out on ESPN. The extreme sports probably network. I don't know what ESPN. It, it was it for. was the most anticlimactic announcement in the history of ever because Grant, like two, it two is months the ago, most buck wild announcement <laughs> is what it is. Two months ago, he divested a hundred million dollars from WWE. Yeah, I knew and, that. And he lined up all these copyrights and trademarks for XFL related. Uh, websites and products and everybody's like clearly the xfl is coming back and what he should have done is one the day he bought those like lined up all the trademarks is he should have announced then it's like a a, um a film studio buying uh gi joe 3 the website as it's called www.gijoe3thewebsite.com once you buy that, you should be like, we're thinking about making this movie because everybody's watching everything you do now. So he should have announced it, you know, six weeks ago, but he, he announced it like last week. It seems like forever ago because in Trump's America, a week is a month. Did you actually watch the announcement? No, I, I saw you need to. It is two and a half minutes long. I, I saw a it screenshot. Is not very long. I saw a screenshot and I'm like. That's enough for me. It is simultaneously <laughs> simultaneous says so much, loving baby. It says so much and yet nothing at all at the exact same time. Essentially, what I grasp from it is the XFL is coming back. We don't know what it's going to be. We have no rules for the sport. Tell us what you want. Please tell us what you want. Oh, by the way, there's no rules, but also no one can protest. That, that's the only rule. The only, but other than that, no rules. The only thing I knew about it – well, the two things I knew about it were the no protest shenanigans and there are – But Grant, people just want to watch people play football. They don't want to be thinking about heavy topics like you know, current events and race, institutionalized race racism. Like it's, yeah. just, it's just football, man. Well, but but I also knew there was eight teams. So he's starting the XFL with the same amount of teams he did back in 2008 or whatever year that was. No, way, way before then. Now, to be honest, um, I watched an XFL game. I did. I watched. I watched the first couple. Yeah. yeah. That, but I'm, I'm going to say, Grant, like it was in the late 90s that that happened. Oh, that is completely wrong. It was when I moved back to the uh, America. Was it? I thought for sure I was still in high school for some reason. That's because you were very high. The XFL was right. a professional American football league that played its only season in 2001. We both were okay. very high. You were high and I was high. Well, I was kind of right because I graduated in 2001. So yeah, I graduated started in 2002. when I was in high school. And right around 2002 is when I, I smoked my first weed. So huh. I've, I've yet to do that, Grant. A friend of the show, Tyler Hauser, made me a bong and we smoked. It's great. Was, was it in – the XFL helmet? Is that how you smoke your bottle? No, I think it was like a Pepsi bottle. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So basic over here with your drug use. Grant, hey, I it's, am convinced it's, this it's is... legal down here now. It's soon to be legal up there. Mm-hmm. If Justin Trudeau has his way. Dictator Justin <laughs> Trudeau. Dictator, sexy Justin Trudeau. Grant, this is never going to happen. This XFL thing is never going to happen. No, it is going to happen. Because you want to know why? Why? Uh, Vince McMahon 
has almost the same ego as Donald Trump. Well, they're they're friends too, so that that probably helps. Do you know who started a little football league about 20, 30 years ago? Yeah, it was Donald Trump and it went out of business. USFL. So I think I'm pretty certain that Vince McMahon's like, I've tried and failed once. Donald Trump tried and failed once. I need to beat him in his own game and try and fail twice. I'm just curious what the drive is here. Well, it's a three Meaning, it's a, it's like, a three play drive for a touchdown. Oh, football joke. No, I, I get that. I mean, the the one great thing I will say to give credit where it's due. The other thing that he is very concerned about, and this is coming from wrestling where they had all the same issues. You brought up Chris Benoit, is that they really want to make sure that it's still football, but still as safe as they possibly can. Like they do not want to have people having walking concussions. They're going to try and make this a game where that does not happen. I don't know if that's entirely possible when you're tackling people and hitting them uh, as hard as you can. Well, what I but, what I uh, don't understand is why, if they really care about this, every NFL stadium and XFL stadium should have an MRI machine. Sure. There shouldn't be – like per, uh, concussion protocol is what year is it, What who's the president, you know, you know, all these sorts of things. They do an eye test. They do these sorts of things. But you know what would tell 100% if they have a concussion? An MRI. So let's get those well, you, in you, every stadium. Well, you can do that. You can put your suggestions out there right now. They want to hear your feedback on their website. I'm not so participating go in the XFL. <laughs> well, then you're part of the problem, Grant. If you don't want to have, if you want to have that happen, well, no, you have I'm, to a, give I'm, them a, suggestion. I'm a part owner of the Lingerie Football League's uh, Anaheim uh, team, the Titty Knockers, and it would be a conflict of interest if I were to oh, participate I see. in the XFL. Conflict of interest. Yeah. Um, I think. Knowing Vince McMahon the way I do, fun fact, we all fun know fact, Titty Knockers is not is uh, redundant. It, it 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 is it is at that. Um, thank you for interrupting me to bring that point <laughs> across. I th knowing Vince McMahon as much as I do, I mean, I've made it no secret that I am a wrestling fan. So I have grown up with the man. I somewhat understand. I think his philosophy as much as I disagree with it many many times. I really do think. Vince McMahon's ego is such that he wants to prove it either to himself, to Donald Trump, to the American public. I don't know quite who necessarily, but he wants to prove that he can take down the giant that is the NFL. The NFL is faltering a little bit in, in people who are watching it they're, this they're year. They're vulnerable. They're down a good amount of percent. I wouldn't say they're faltering. Yeah. I think they are, they're, crum they're beginning to crumble. Sure. And I think he's trying to come in there and do it. He was the second-rated wrestling promotion in the U.S. and came back from the grave and took out his competition. He fought his competition. How much would he crow if he was able to do the same thing for the NFL? I mean, that's I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think there's even a small chance of that happening. But I don't see there being a problem with competition necessarily in sports leagues. Although, I don't, has that ever really happened? Like, I, I know that there's, like, two divisions technically in baseball, right? There's two leagues in baseball. I'm, yeah, God, I'm, they, they I'm cutting in and out on my own microphone. 
Yeah, I, I hear that. But you're not. But they're not in competition with each other. Well, no, in the uh, way that the they, XFL and NFL would be. They used to be. There was the National Baseball League and the American Baseball League, and then they merged. And the World Series. There used to be a a, a National Baseball League and and NBL. I could be talking out of my ass, but the National League and the American League used to be separate leagues. And um, eventually they started having their champions battle each other, and then eventually they merged. Uh, the USFL um, – was it the US – yeah, the USFL – was that the one that Donald Trump started? No, I think Donald Trump yeah. started another one. No, he did the American League or something. Yeah, the, the AFL he? maybe. AFL, yeah. I don't know. I'm making that up too. But, he did own a league of some kind. But uh, the USFL, I think, was in the 80s. And they uh, – the uh, NFL bought them and imported, say, like six teams. We're, this is vintage whatever this is talking about shit we know nothing about. United Football League, by the way, is what it was called that Donald Trump had. The UFL. So the USFL. The, the, the USFL, yeah. The, no, the UFL would be the United Football League. And the USFL was the t- was the in the 80s. Uh, no, no, it's the same thing. The United States Football League was owned by Donald Trump. That's the USFL. Oh, then why did you say the UFL? I, I didn't say that. I said the United States Football League, and you shortened that to UFL. Am I? Am I? Starting to cut out. You, Grant, 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 do you have a concussion? What, what year is it? What year is it? But I, I, I would always have hoped that the CFL would have become the diff, like the different NFL. And I think that is even less likely to happen well, no. in the XL becoming popular. No, I said I always hoped that because yeah. the uh, CFL did expand into the United States for a while. One of the great couple, couple years, years was yeah. Baltimore uh Canadians we fucking ice Ian's and uh the so Baltimore won the CFL Grey Cup one year the only out of Canada Grey Cup ever so they were out of Canada for a while in the US it would have been really neat if the CFL grew uh back then and so the NFL uh and the CFL could coexist but now the CFL is basically the minor leagues for the NFL well, yeah, it is. And what's interesting, actually, is that the first edition of the XFL, which I remember quite uh, quite plainly, is that they took a lot of rules from the CFL. Like, they had longer drives. They had a bigger field. They um, did away with the fair catch rule, which doesn't exist in, in the CFL. So, I mean, they were doing a lot of stuff that the CFL was already doing. Yeah, and I, the I, I like the singles in the, the CFL. I'm a big fan of the single. Yeah. Um, here's here, before we should move on because no one cares about the XFL. I don't even care about the XFL, and barely but, anybody cares about the CFL. Yeah, um, I guess I'm. I've been to, to several to CFL and, games, by the way. Yeah, I've been to a few, but so the analogy that I want to bring up here is that I know you're a baseball fan. Yeah, you're you. I'm uh, blocked by my favorite. Team you're blocked by your favorite team. Do you? Because you like baseball so much, is there ever a situation, is there a scenario you could think of where an upstart new baseball baseball league uh, came up and you're like, oh, I'm going to go over here and watch this instead of this, you know, staid, old school uh, baseball league that is MLB? Now, the, the, the issue there is, is, is there space in the market for a USLB, a United States yeah. uh, 
Oh, USBL. Baseball league. A uh, USBL. There isn't because the minor league system of Major League Baseball is such that there's a rookie ball league, there's an A league, there's a second A league, and there's a double A league, a triple A league, and then majors. There. Uh, so it's very much like soccer is in the in Europe, where there's a bunch of different tiers. Yeah. So I mean, it's already it's satur- like the market is saturated. There is no minor league in football. So right. Yeah. No, that's true. The the in the United States, the biggest association with minor league football was the Arena Football League. And that's where Kurt Warner came from. Kurt Warner uh, came from the uh, Iowa Barnstormers to take over quarterback after Trent Green fell down from the St. Louis Rams and created the greatest show on turf. And he won uh, NFL MVP, a couple Super Bowl appearances and wins, and, and he's an NFL MVP. And Marshall Falk came uh, – uh, I shouldn't say that, but I just really wanted to uh, – uh, talk about the SDSU Aztecs, which is my favorite football team uh, in college, and he came from there. That's all I wanted to say about that. But I mean, no, you have. A, I think what you're you bringing up, though, is but. But I think what you're bringing up, which is an interesting thought experiment, is that could there be a minor league for football? Is this something that could fill that gap if it's done correctly? If it's done correctly, that may be. And what they should do, and the the survival of the CFL came from a lot of the fact the NFL had been begun investing in them. The CFL would not exist right now if the NFL didn't start investing in them to develop talent. The NFL mm-hmm. tried to create a minor league in Europe, which was the stupidest idea uh, this side of XFL Part 1. And Although they do football games in, like, what is it, Wembley Stadium or something yeah, every year? They, they, they the want to develop that market, and that's – there's a difference between developing a market and shoving 10 football teams in right, markets they have right. no idea what what American yeah. football is, you know? So I think if if the uh, the new XFL eventually grew to 32 teams that are minor league teams, for every football team out there, there are 32 NFL teams, that is a smart thing. They should really partner – or the CFL could be the eight could be eight teams that are minor leagues for the CF or the NFL, and then another sixteen. Wait, I can't do math. Twenty six teams, are in the XFL. You gotta really in, like instead of competing, especially because the XFL is gonna be in the off season of the NFL. You should embrace uh, feeding the NFL, and uh, you know sign contracts. Don't sign indefinite contracts, but be like for the next 10 years, we want to be associated with the NFL. And then when that 10 years is up, if the NFL is dying, then come in there and stab them in the back. <laughs> I guess we'll, we're just gonna have to wait and see how this all pans out. I just I don't know if the diehard football fan is craving another football league, but maybe we'll be proven wrong in, in, in a few years from now but interesting to kind of take a look at and see see what happens there grant i'm going to just do my other two stories here really quickly and then we can bl- uh, plow through the other three that you have written on well, here I, I, I want to bring up uh okay tell me when you're going to do the one that i want to make fun of oh that's gonna i was gonna segue there because okay. i was gonna say okay 
that I, Vince I, McMahon has the XFL. Hang on, hang on. I just wanna, I just wanna say, I, I wrote the topic down in our document. You did. I was not even gonna bring this up, and but I, you were the one who wrote it down. And I wrote this down as whatever dumb wrestling thing happened this weekend. That's the topic. Uh, That's so, right. Kyle, what, what, what was the dumb wrestling thing that happened this weekend? We should get Tyler to make us a new bumper. <laughs> uh, so the Royal Rumble happened this past Sunday, which is this 30-man over-the-top battle royal where uh, every 90 seconds a new person enters the ring. The only way to be eliminated is going over the top rope and both feet hitting the floor uh, until there's one person left standing so if, and they get to go on to fight in the main event of WrestleMania. So if I gather this correctly... The yes. only way to be eliminated is to be a top? <laughs> um, well, you have to go over the top. Oh, I don't over know if you have top. to be a top so necessarily. There, there's relations happening, and you have to go over the relations? Correct. Yes, that's okay. exactly right. Okay. This is the very first year that they ever had a female version of the Royal Rumble as well, which was uh, – it's great to see uh, as they kind of progress forward, uh, which they probably should have started like 15 years ago. Was Ronda Rousey you know, in that? No, she came out after and had this really, really awkward thing that she was scripted to do, uh, which we do not have to go into uh, into I, detail with. Uh, I think again, only... I just saw the headlines. Like I, I've been watching. Yeah. Like if wrestling comes up, I'm like I could totally like I'm on the YouTube right, scrolling through my yeah. phone. I see wrestling stuff. I'm like, I'm just going to Google this. I don't want to watch a video. So I saw that Ronda Rousey joined the WWE. Yeah, she is, she is, she's now joined, um, which is interesting. I think that there's probably going to be more people coming. Well, they've already had MMA fighters come over and, and become wrestlers in a probably a very safer environment than being an MMA fighter for sure. Uh, we'll talk more about Ronda Rousey as she, I guess, develops in, in this system. She showed up oh, at WrestleMania wait, a few years ago. She's but, going through pu puberty right now? She's developing? Well, she has to develop her character and understand how wrestling works. That's what oh, I'm trying to say, Grant. I don't, Come on. I don't understand how women work. So, <laughs> Obviously, yes. Oh, my goodness. Um, There's a cat outside my window. Oh, I just lifted my blinds and the cat ran away. Oh. If only the, the cat knew that I, I would be its best friend. Yeah, and that's exactly how Ronda Rousey is going to probably fight. So, <laughs> As a best uh, friend or as the blinds no. are lifted, she runs away? Well, her, her opponents will run away, most likely. Oh, um, so yeah. she's like so, she's like Clint Eastwood in uh, Gran Torino. Yes, that's right. Is that her character um, in this? Is, is she coming out in, like, a very high pants and a very awkwardly patterned shirt and a scowl? And that's her character? Actually, she just comes out with an, an empty stool and then tries to talk to it for 20 minutes. How do you produce an empty stool? Do you just eat empty calories? <laughs> That's right. Yes, you just have a hollow bowel movement. It's it's really <laughs> dusty. It's not it's not the greatest have, in the world. Have I ever told you about this time that my my grandmother, uh, almost every time I saw her for a while, she would ask me how was my last bowel movement. That's bizarre, but okay. <laughs> Another story about my grandmother. Uh, she asked me once. I told this at her funeral. She asked me once um, if I wanted some fried wiener, we, uh, weenies, uh -huh. and I ran away screaming because I thought she was talking about penises. Oh boy! <laughs> I love uh, I love my grandma, 
but uh, don't use but the you term were weenies. Stupid. I bought some weenies today. I bought some Nathan Franks. Do you like Nathan's Franks? I do not eat hot dogs, so. Why not? It's just not part of my diet. The nitrates? The nitrates? You don't like the nitrates? No, I mean, a hot dog is fine in and of itself. I'll have one if offered to me, but I do not go out of my way to consume a hot well, dog. Well, when, when you and I go to New York for, for <laughs> our honeymoon. Right, yeah. Uh, we're going to go to Nathan's, and you're going to have a hot dog. All right, I look forward to it. Yeah. Grant, we are running long, so let me just finish my point that I've been trying to make for the last three minutes, which is the only thing that I, I was going to say about up. the I'm event. The only thing I was going to say about the event, it did make history in another way, in that it is the very first time that an Asian wrestler won the event. And in fact, won in both the male and the female events. Two different wrestlers, obviously. Uh, but hey, it was an Asian in both cases. In this progressive society, it could be the same wrestler. Who knows? It could. Both from Japan. So I'm super excited. I think that they made the right choice after years of kind of screwing this event up. It's always been my favorite event. And they've really screwed the pooch the last few years, uh, according to fans of the product. La uh, the other thing I was going to say before we rip through yours is uh, let's talk about this Richard Roper situation. He was suspended from his job, Grant. Yeah, but I looked, at, I looked at the document today, and I saw the Richard Roper suspended. I'm like, did I write that? Because I remember thinking about writing it, but apparently you wrote no, it. No, I did. Yeah. I did. So, Grant, this is from IndieWire, written by Zach Scharf. I'm just going to read. Oh, I hate Zach Scharf. Uh, there's three very short paragraphs. So I'll just read the whole thing. It says, Richard Roper has been suspended by the Chicago Sun-Times after a report from the New York Times named the film critic in a story about prominent journalists, athletes, politicians, and more who have bought Twitter followers via fake accounts. The newspaper is conducting an investigation into Roper's Twitter following and his reviews and movie columns will not be published during this time. We became aware over the weekend of issues relating to Rich Roper's Twitter account, Sun-Times Editor-in-Chief Chris Fusco said in a statement. We're investigating these issues. We will not be publishing any reviews or columns by Rich until his investigation is complete. So, that is the news from IndieWire, apparently. I don't know. What are your reactions to this? Okay, number one. This is bullshit. <laughs> this is bullcrap. Did why if he like uh, enemy of the show Blake tweeted, um, and let's be honest, I would have thought the same thing if I didn't hear it from him first. But whatever, um, I want to limit his input on the show because you know I th I think he thinks he's more important than he is. I really do. Richard Roper, you talking about? No, Blake. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. But he – Blake tweeted like right on the money. The only reason why he should be suspended is if he used Chicago Sun-Times money to buy followers. That's the only reason. I guess they're, maybe they're trying to figure that out. OK, then why suspend him now? There shouldn't, they shouldn't even announced it now. They should have waited for their uh, investigation to conclude. Now, I want to ask you – I want to ask you uh, – a small question. What newspaper lied about its circulation a few years ago? No idea. Take a wild fucking guess. What, was it the Chicago Sun-Times? Maybe it was the Chicago Sun-Times. So I think they have no pot to piss in, no throne to sit on, no crown to put on their head. They are 
literally no idea. Like, there's no reason why they should care. Because Tribune papers, tr- like, lied about circulation fraud. Um, well, no, they – yeah, they lied about circulation and they committed fraud. And I think people even got arrested over that thing. Hmm. So this is complete bullshit. If I want to buy Twitter followers, it makes me sad. Like as a sad, like not I'm I'm personally not sad. Well, I'm probably sad, but it makes me sad to the world. Like you should think I'm sad. Yeah, you're breaking up a bit here, Grant. But I agree. I think that uh, the fact that Richard Roper was doing this. Uh, if it is proven to be true, is a little bit weird. And I've never understood the idea of buying Twitter followers. I mean, besides the obvious, like, bumping up your numbers type of thing. Uh, So that I don't really like the the idea of. But I don't know how this is affecting his job as a reviewer of movies for the Chicago Sun-Times. It's it's very simple. It's bullshit. And Mm -hmm. and they're overcompensating for what they perceive – is a loss of faith with their readers. And I don't think any common reader cares because him buying Twitter uh, followers does not affect his opinion. He's not he's not uh, being bought for his opinion. If Universal paid him a hundred grand to give a good review to the mummy, right. that's a problem. And he should be fired. But if he's just buying Twitter, like Twitter followers, to give his probably marginal penis, like an inch, right? Like who, who cares? cares? Like who is it? Who is it hurting at that point? It's hurting no one because clearly a a four and a half inch penis is hurting no one. I've I've heard that's a pretty big size though. <laughs> oh, Kyle. Uh huh. All right, let's go through your three here, uh, bing, bang, boom. Okay, Solo, a Star Wars story, because uh, The Last Jedi bombed in China. It sure did. They are, it, it lasted two weeks in China. They are pulling all Star Wars-related... Just like my last relationship, am I right? Two weeks. Anyways, so they're pulling all uh, branding of Star Wars from the solo movie and they're now titling the solo a star wars story flick ranger solo which by the way ranger solo is stupid why not just call it solo i don't know maybe they don't know what that means in china then call it han solo well they don't they know what that means even less then call it Harrison Ford and the actor that replaced him <laughs> who cannot apparently act. Young young Harrison Ford. Were it were so simple, Grant. Were it were so simple. Uh, um, by the way, the next movie that Steven Spielberg is making is uh, Indiana Jones 5. He's making it before his West Side Story reboot, which re- literally has no reason to be made because West Side Story no, is a perfect fucking movie. And should just stay there. Although I think we also talked about that last week. Anyways, well, keep I just, going. I was just adding a line. You wanted to introduce a whole story about Meryl Streep. I'm adding a line. Sure. A line. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Keep going. What, what's what's Tom Hanks up to? Tom Hanks is apparently going. By the to way, play. did you know that Tom Hanks starred in The Post with Meryl Streep? And apparently, um, 
according to Doug Benson, I have I uh according to Doug Benson, the post is the worst movie of 2017. Oh, I don't believe that, but okay. <laughs> Tom Hanks is playing Mr. Rogers in a movie called the literal most perfect casting in the history of cinematic history. The most loved man in cinema cast as the most loved man in TV. Yeah. It's called You Are My Friend. You Are My Friend. And it's funny because um, Mr. Rogers was played once before by Colin Hanks in Drunk History. That's hilarious. And. The, the more big, you know. Big MCU news this week. What happened this week in MCU, by the way? Give me give me a give me a rundown. Uh I think there is a bunch of pre orders for Black Panther. I bought my ticket already. I have not. Well um, I, I so was there I, something else? In my theater there's like twenty seats. Mm. So I have to buy my ticket. Uh I bought it a month in advance. So I, I have to be on the ball now because before there was 100 seats in every theater at my theater, and now there's like 12 to 20. So oh, I, I I can't be lazy on this shit now. I have to be on top of things. You have to be on that, and yeah. So, uh, the Black Widow movie was announced a couple weeks ago, so it's not that. Um, the only other one I know is that the Ant-Man and Wasp trailer came out. And I was underwhelmed. Yeah, it was fine. It was all right. It was a trailer. Um, the the big thing that I thought uh, that the trailer brought to the MCU, um, well, the MCU awareness was that he's under house arrest. Sure, because he was he's a, he was arrested the last time we that saw him. That is really cool. Now, it's it's it it shows that the I forget what the uh, prison was called. But it shows that the government is still working with the Avengers, so the FBI put him on house arrest. Right. So that's cool. And again, it perpetuates the story that Ant-Man is heist-style movies. So this is like Danny Ocean being put in house arrest, and now he's got to go do shit, so he's going to break out of house arrest. I love it. So I get that. There. Uh, they say Black Panther is almost the MCU James Bond. Mm. And because of that, Black Panther is putting their giant – we'll say weight. We won't say cock. Their giant weight sure. on on uh, Broccoli Entertainment to cast a African-American man as James Bond. And – you know, we talked about this with uh, Captain Marvel coming out uh, before MCU going. Uh, oh wait, that's the MCU. Wait, but was it? Um, I, now I can't remember. Like three weeks ago. So, anyways, but oh no, Wonder Woman. So Wonder Woman coming out before they do a Captain uh, Marvel or a Black, Black Widow, Widow movie. Movie as them ignoring the MCU, ignoring the woman market. So now the MCU is jumping ahead of the the market and doing a black James Bond movie. Um, so it's really neat to see uh, MCU responding to the criticism and bouncing forward. You know, you can bounce back, sure, good for you, but you want to bounce forward. And I think they really. Uh, I thought it was fall back 
and then f- leap forward. Spring forward. How does that work? Spring, spring, spring forward, <laughs> lean back. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna champion daylight savings time, we're gonna have a problem. <laughs> All right. Well, this is the last episode of whatever this is. Um, Thank you so much for everyone for listening. By the way, if you have questions for us or you have comments or concerns about the show, send them our way. I've been a question a long time. I know. Send us your questions, people. Just, you know, fill up our inboxes with questions. It's whateverpod at gmail.com. You can also get in contact with us on facebook.com slash whateverpod and then twitter.com slash whateverpod as well. The important thing is Blake... Stop sending us stuff about President Trump. Seriously. This is getting no, out of hand. No, it's not. We can, we can talk about no, it. No, it's it's getting out of control. Yes, this one viewer that we're talking to very specifically. Stop inter- interacting with us. We don't want it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, uh, my personal Twitter is twitter.com slash thekylemarshall. That's Marshall with two L's. Grant, what's your Twitter? Twitter.com slash Veggie Mans, F E J I M A N Z, or Z, depending upon what country you're in. And also, we should give a big shout out to Tyler Forrest Hauser, mentioned already earlier in the show. Friend he makes a of great bong. Show. He makes a great bong, but he also makes a good bumper for us, too. So, all the music you heard in this episode was by him. Now, this is a big thing that bothers me. Um, at the gross- Bongs. <laughs> it bongsered me. Uh, at the grocery store, when you're lining up to queue out, like queuing to go to mm-hmm. the to go to the like the cashier, right? That's a very British way to say it. Yes. Um, people do this. They line up in a straight line, and it blocks all the aisles. What you should do is line up, and then when you realize that your fucking body is going to fucking block the fucking aisle. Turn your body. You can do lines with turns, with right angles, for the Christ, for the fuck, for the everything. Just do that. And I'm sick and tired of going to grocery stores and having people just line up. I'm a blind sheep. I don't understand how things work. I don't understand anything. I'm old and stupid. You have literally just become the Andy Rooney of podcasts. This drives me absolutely nuts. Every time I just lay down in the in the in the aisleway, I just lay down right on my it back. It drives me One. absolutely crazy. Like literally, the most amazing amount of anger that I feel every week is when I'm at a grocery store and I okay, today I was at the grocery store buying garlic bread. I was buying garlic bread and I was buying macaroni salad these are the things i was buying very simple things and i the line came out right and if i continued with that line with that straight line i would be blocking the aisle so i made a right angle and the guy that lined up behind me you know what he did he made a right angle with me and blocked the aisle I'm just like, what is in your mind? What possibly could you be thinking about that makes this a right decision? This He's probably thinking about the like, XFL. He's just so in on but it. But this is something that happens all the time. You need you need to be aware of your surroundings for Christ's sake. And just if you're going to destroy the aisle, there needs to be like a nuclear event.